Big-time guest alert here. OU head football coach Brent Venables joins us from Big 12 Media Day. So first, Brent, uh, appreciate you giving us a few minutes. Um, you talked a lot today about it. competitive depth. Is there one spot in particular where you've really seen that competitive depth so far this offseason? I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a linebacker coach uh, at heart, but that's where I've seen probably the most improvement. We, we did add because we had most of our guys coming back up front, and we, we added uh, to that. I think we really made ourselves better up front. Um, but at linebacker, I mean, it, we had three guys that could play last year, and, um, and that was it. And uh, they could line up, get in a stance, know where to put my eyes every snap. And, 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 again, even even then, you know, uh, David Awebu is probably better suited to be a defensive end. We didn't have anybody else, <laughs> you know, that could go out there and, you know, David could lead and, you know, he took the game plan and, um, you know, but overall and, you know, Deshaun's playing a brand-new position. Danny, you know, is behind the ball. He's probably the best instinctive uh, linebacker we had. And um, But I've seen, you know, you just think about where that group is today. That, you know, like Danny, Danny can go – you know, run a player, run practice all by himself. A year ago, I mean, he had no clue. You know, he didn't know what a left and right call was. And he's just in a much different place. But that's what a year of being in our systems and being in the weight room and being, you know, we work hard at developing leadership and what the expectations are. I spend a lot of time along with some other coaches to bring along guys like him. But, I mean, you just think about where all those freshmen, whether it's Kip Lewis or it's Kobe McKenzie or it's Jaron Canick, where are they at compared to where they were a year ago? Man, you're not even close. Or now, look at now we've added two All-American linebackers in Connor Near um, and, and Desan McCullough, guys that have uh, played some college ball. Danny was the only one that's ever started a college game until those two came along. And Connor Near is going to bring. He's going to bring four years of starting experience. He's going to bring national championship standards and expectations. He's going to bring the leadership, the toughness, the attitude, the competitiveness, the instincts, the physicality. I mean, that dude's serious about being great. And so he's blended right in. He's like a pig in the mud uh, in that locker room. Or you look at Desan McCullough. Man, he is, uh, you know, people, oh, he came from Indiana. He must not be that good. Listen, he committed to Ohio State. We recruited him for over a year at Clemson in uh, but his dad left the Chiefs and got the running back job at, at Indiana, and they were going to bring his brother from a Mac school, and he was a grad transfer. And then they offered his, his freshman brother, which is a high school safety, and he was going to be all in the family. Well, seven, eight months later, his dad takes the Notre Dame running back job. He puts himself in the portal. We had already offered his brother. Boom, you know, the match made uh, in heaven. But he's, you know, a year ago in the spring, he, he, he wasn't even participating uh, at Indiana. He had shoulder surgery. To, um, so he had no development as a true freshman, you know, in the weight room and those types of things. So, you know, you add those two guys, you throw in a guy like Justin Harrington, who a year ago, he, he came the last week of spring ball. He didn't have a quote-unquote position. And, and, and he didn't have enough uh, playing experience to really impact us last year. Mm-hmm. And he was just trying to – he was just thankful to be on his team again. And, and so he's in a much different place. We didn't have Reggie Pearson or Peyton Bowen that can go over there and play some Cheetah or Sammy Omasigo or, you know, you, you ought to see, you know, Taylor Heim and what he can do. And it's so natural uh, what he's doing out there, his movement, his length, and his space that he eats up. Or certainly didn't have Lewis Carter or Phil Pachotti. Phil Pachotti had a fantastic spring. He's instinctive. He's fast. He's explosive. Man, he's learned how to control his body. You know, and, and, you know, Lewis Carter, man, he's a freaking, he's an assassin. You know, he don't know what he's doing yet, but, man, he can run and hit. 
And, uh, and so we're in a much different place. Again, I just talked about only having three guys last year. And so that position in particular, you know, but being a year in our systems and a year in our, our the weight room and we're setting PRs, we set an all-time academic uh, GPA for Oklahoma football. You know, 18 months ago when I got here, we, we, we weren't going to class like we needed to. You know, we weren't, we weren't living right off the field like we need to. And so you can talk about a, a culture change and, you know, a resetting of the standards and what the expectations are. You know, you know, I gave guys 12 months of grace, and I was unlike Dion. I gave guys 12 months of grace to figure it out. Here's the three. You know, go to class, you know, live right off the field, and when you show up over here, man, you show up with respect and appreciation for your opportunity. And if you go over three for 12 months, you need a fresh start. So we help 21 guys, you know, give or take, you know, find a, you know, a fresh start. And, and, and that's what you, you know, reboot it. And we have 63 newcomers, 40 scholarships, 17 of those guys are transfers, and, and nine of them are on defense. And I think that we've made ourselves better. That's the competitive depth I'm talking about, you know. And, you know, we have all these returners that have this experience, you know, that are going to be better fundamentally, better anticipating. They're going to be play more aggressively, you know, which plays more uh, physically. And, and, but we got more guys that can play, which leads to maybe a better fourth-quarter performance. And as a football team, you know, that's where an area that we really failed last year. We lost five games by a score that come down to the last couple of minutes of the game, and uh, we didn't have it. We we had the want to, but I don't think that we had the, the, the ability to. And I think, you know, I think we were a, a fatigued team and a team that was still trying to figure everything out. And uh, no excuse, it's just what it is. And, and, and there's coaching blame, too, you know, and – but it's everything, you know. I, I do believe we're in a much different place as a football team, and what this team, what their workload, and what they can handle, what their capacity is, and that matters too. And uh, but a year ago at this time, we didn't. And going into fall camp, you know, every Monday when we started a new opponent, I had to have a coming to Jesus on on how are we going to walk through, you know. And too many guys that were casual, and you, know, you can't have that. There ain't nothing casual about this game. This game will expose you for doing things right having the right mindset or it'll expose you for doing things the wrong way and and punish you and we got punished in a lot of ways you know a year ago so i feel really good man i love our guys i love our leadership i love uh the accountability that we've had these guys are um uh hungry to to be better they've got a chip on their shoulder and we got a group of guys that have learned the value of the strain and the focus that it takes to finish the strain and the focus that it takes to finish so we a better finishing football team and uh, we all, as competitors, take great pride in, in finishing the right way. A year ago, you know, we left a lot to be desired as a program. And so we've got a lot of work to do. We've got high expectations, a lot of excitement. The expectations come from the work that our guys have put in, from the additions that we've added uh, through recruiting, uh, through development, uh, you know, both on the field with schemes, on the field with fundamentals, and then off the field with leadership and buy-in to our cultures, our values, our expectations. Okay, Coach, it's obviously the end of the day. We've got to kind of zig and zag to find the questions that you haven't been asked yet. Yeah. So I'm going to throw you a little bit, bit of a curveball, put you on the spot, and I'm going to ask you a personal question. So I'm getting married here in a few weeks. Mm. You've obviously been married for many years with children. 26 years yesterday. There you go. Happy anniversary. Thank you. So tell me, Brent Venables' top three keys to a happy marriage. The floor is yours. Say yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's so, one. Well, and I'm just saying say yes. Whatever she says, yes, uh, yes, dear, right? There you go. Uh, you know, don't try to win those those uh, silly arguments. You know, don't be trying to be right because you can always be wrong. Um, this, is, this is pretty good. So there's that. 
Um, don't lose um, the innocence in your relationship, you know, the thoughtfulness, you know, your notes, um, you know, opening car doors, you know, pulling the bed down uh, for at night, um, moving the laundry from the washer to the dryer, you know, folding up some clothes. I mean, uh, you know, empower, uh, empower yourself. And then, um, and then I would, you know, keep her out of harm's way. You know, some things that she don't need to know, you know, and, uh, your stresses of your profession and, uh, she got enough. She's always going to worry anyway. So keep some of that stuff to yourself or your colleagues, you know, and, uh, but, uh, and, and when, and if you have children, make sure that you're ready to, uh, take on that first shift, you know, at midnight and, Changing that baby's diaper. Learn learn how to do that quickly. So there you go. Oh, you football head coach Brent Venables is our guest here. I love that. Hey, uh, Brent, I'm going to do a radio show with Teddy here in about ten minutes. Do you still call him Meathead when you see him, or is it just Teddy now? (laughs) No, he's always Meathead. Once a Meathead, always a Meathead. (laughs) Now, man, Teddy's one of my all-time favorites. Um, One of the funnest guys to coach because. He was the same guy every day, super hard on himself. Man, he was as committed as we've ever had. Um, fantastic uh, player. But, and then, man, he, he just always took it to another level. He wanted to know the what, why, how, and when, and if, and, and but. And, uh, you know, more guys, you know, that's what we need, more guys like Teddy Lehman in that locker room. Hungry, driven, self-starter, tough as nails, hard on themselves. You know, that's what it takes. Brent, I want to flip the attention to the offensive side of the ball, and you were asked about the wide receiver room earlier. Jaquez Petaway, obviously a newcomer in the month of June, was yeah. one guy that you mentioned specifically. Uh, Brennan Thompson, another guy you talked about a little earlier. Speed on speed on speed. Out and of the Gavin Freeman. Portal. I talked about Gavin. And Gavin Freeman. And, and L.B. So Bunkley and his consistency. There you go. And we got it. We're counting on uh, Nick Anderson. Nick man. Anderson, we, that's we, my we man right there. through, man. There you go. So go ahead. No, you look at the depth in the wide receiver room. Um, obviously, you lose a guy like Marvin Mims. It's tough to replace the production that he racked up last yeah. year as the go-to guy for Dylan Gabriel. But uh, talking to Dylan earlier, one of the things that he said, look, experience is the talk of the town or lack thereof, but at a certain point, everybody gets experience. Yeah. And it's just a matter of where it starts. Right. So as you evaluate the wide receiver room, is it more of a strength in numbers from your perspective, or you think you've got a couple of guys or more than a couple of guys that are capable of being legitimate stars in uh, this offense? Well, again, that's, that's your hope right there, the, the latter. You know, whether that's Andrew Anthony, that's Jaquez that's coming out of nowhere, that's Nick Anderson that establishes uh, himself. Um, you know, that's uh, a guy like, you know, Gavin that's come along with, along with Drake, and you can move Jalil all over the place. You know, we need guys that have that the ability. Let's, let's think about it like you know, has an amazing, you know, maybe it's Jaden Gibson over there on the one receiver side. Who has that great catch radius? There's like, holy cow, how do you catch that? You know, who's willing to climb the ladder? How many plays you see somebody a year ago climb the ladder and go get that thing? You know, tight coverage. You know, go get it. Go make a play. And and so that's what ultimately, if we get that, everybody in trouble, you know. And I'm, I say that with, with great humility. And, but that's what we need, and that's what the good teams, the great offenses, they can they can go make make a play when everything ain't right. And and last year at times, and I think Jeff and the offensive staff did an amazing job at, at, at scheming guys to get wide open, and we're going to still be able to do that. And Marvin was a huge benefactor of that. Marvin got tremendous speed, and he made a ton of big plays. 
and uh, head, head one where he really climbed the ladder against Texas Tech. And, and if you remember that play from top to bottom on the season, we made a ton of great plays, you know, but that play, you didn't see that happen a whole lot. And, and, and that's what the great teams can do offensively when you're throwing the ball. And, uh, and that's where I think we take another step. And I think we got the right kind of guys, and we, we just named a whole bunch of them right there that you know, are going to have an opportunity to do that. You know, I think Austin Stogner is going to step in at tight end and do a great job there, you know. And, uh, and then so it's going to be somebody else. If that's a Cade McIntyre, or, you know, it's been unfortunate between Caden Helms and Jason Wellen just haven't been able to, to get healthy there. That's really stagnated us and some of the things that we want to do from a personnel standpoint you know, play with more big, big, big guys when we want to. And, uh, but, but I do think that that's, you know, a, a critical part of what we're trying to do where, you know, we can't let people sit on routes and, you know, play flat footed. You know, we got to be able to, um, run by, we got to be able to go up and compete for that ball. And that's going to loosen up everything for everyone. Hey, Brent, last one. You mentioned the five close losses last year. That also happened in 1999. Yep. You guys led in every single game in 99, and then you won all the close ones the very next year. Is there anything, anything at all that you can take into this year from that 99 to 2000, that, that team that lost five close ones but won them all the next year, anything you can do with that? Yeah, I mean, again, you, to me, what winners do is, you know, when, when, you, when you have some failure, when you fall on your face, when you have some disappointment, man, winners respond. You learn from it, you grow from it, and you get right back in it. And so it takes humility. It takes a lot of um, uh, intentionality, and that's what we, we've been doing to learn from those, being more efficient in all the areas that we've, we've talked about, um, how we can get better and learn from our past failure and, and how, how to lo- not lose to Oklahoma. You know, it's always about the man in the mirror. It's always about us. You know, it's where it all starts. And, and for us, you know, as a program, you know, learning how to finish games, you know, learning how to be more efficient, having a little more purpose in our preparation so that, you know, we're not exposed on game day, you know, uh, developing, again, our team, the, the depth that we're talking about. So year one to year two, week one to week two, right? Don't we always say the, the most growth happens, you know, between, you know, week one, week two, and, and certainly in, in the game. I, I, I think that we will be uh, a much better version of ourselves for all the reasons that we're talking about. You know, are we championship level? We'll see. That's the expectation is that, you know, there's not a game that we're willing to concede on the schedule right now, not one. And, uh, you know, so, but at the end of the day, it's all about us, you know, what we can do to improve and get better. we got to have a great, you know, fall camp and, fall camp and, and for us to have a, a, a strong September. That's like a prerequisite. You can't have a crappy fall camp and then expect this amazing September or amazing season. So, you know, that'll be the, the what's next for us. And, um, you know, and, but I, I'm really stoked and excited about uh, the, the, the leadership on this football team, the buy-in, the strain, uh, a lot of hungry, driven guys um, that recognize, you know, that they need to be better. We all need to be better and, 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 and got a lot to prove. And sometimes when, when you've been backed into a corner, man, that's when you're at your best. And so that's my expectation to learn, grow from, from the past and be a much better version of ourselves. The competition's going to bring out the best in everybody. And, and we got competition across the board. There's not a position on our team. If it's, if it's Caden Green breathing down Tyler Guyton or Walter Rouse's neck, you know, so be it Jake Taylor, uh, he not concede nothing. You know, and I know this Jacob Sexton's fighting his butt off to come back. Troy Everett's coming in here to try to earn a job. That's going to make everybody better. And uh, uh, Savion Burr's trying to establish himself, you know. 
you know, so is so is Parks, you know, and and Rain knows I better have my stuff in order, or 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 you know somebody else gonna get them reps, and so, you know, Jackson Arnold, you know, at quarterback, you know, uh, you know he's got great humility and great competitiveness, great toughness, and uh, willingness to learn from others. But my man is trying to win a job, you know, and he's trying to prepare himself to be ready to go win in the Cotton Bowl. That's his mindset. That's his DNA. And all within the confines of the team. And that's going to make everybody better. A year ago, I can't have those same conversations that we're having, you know, right now. Uh, and you really can say that across the board, you know. Zach Schmidt recognizes, okay, he's going to learn from those situations. we got to make that kick, you know. we got to be better situationally pooching the football. You know, for all the great things that Michael Turk did a year ago, we, we fell short of what our expectations were, pooching, you know, the, the, the punts, you know, and pinning people inside that five or ten until we can – Get them to just want to get, you know, a punt off, and, and we get the ball at midfield, and now next thing you know, we go on a score. Next thing you know, you get a touchback, and now they get it at the 20, you know, 25-yard line, and, 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 and now you had a 20-yard punt, basically. And, and, and so you should have went for it on fourth down. And so if you're going to make some of those decisions, man, we got to be efficient. You know, we got to be better in our kickoff team. And, and four of those five losses, we gave up a huge kickoff return to midfield or, or further that created field position and points and momentum and, and make it hard on ourselves. We flipped the field. We allowed that in one-score games. That's a, that's a huge factor. And so there's a, efficiencies everywhere and, uh, and for all of us. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We got, we've worked really hard uh, this whole offseason to, to attack those uh, areas and the, the, the lack of efficiency that we had and developing the competitive depth and the leadership on this football team. And uh, we're in a much better place than what we were a year ago, and, and uh, now it's time to go compete. Appreciate it, Brent. I'll tell Meathead you said hi here in about five minutes. All right. <laughs> Appreciate you, boys. There you go. Thanks for having me on, man. Hey, Coach Brent Venables All with right. the, the Rush coming up next right here on The Ref.